by no one's demand but our own and from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios in Overcast, starting to get chilly, still scenic, still beautiful, Elizabeth Park, Nashville, Tennessee. It is the award-winning 615 Sessions podcast. It's brought to you, as always, by our friends at A to Z Sports and made possible, of course, by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford and tworiversford.com. So, uh, a lot going on as the Titans get ready to head to Indianapolis. And for the purposes of today's pod, well, it's going to be a great variety of things. Um, We had some last-minute lineup changes, for lack of a better term. And so, I wanted to make sure that we got a podcast to you. And so, instead of having our normal Titans Media Roundtable, Uh, You're going to hear from a collection of different interviews, not the full interviews, but snippets from a lot of interviews that I've done throughout the course of this week with Titans right tackle David Questenberry, with coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio, with Rick Venturi, who's the Colts radio analyst, and we're going to provide those to you so you have as full a picture heading into Indianapolis as humanly possible. You know, we had to make sure that you guys got the product that you've come to expect with the same kind of access that you know and love. So before we get to this collection of interviews um, to get you ready for the Titans and the Colts, I'm going to tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. The best in the business is Two Rivers Ford, and we've all noticed that things we want are harder to get right now, like buying a car, for example. Supply chain disruptions have limited things like vehicle inventory. And because of that, a lot of dealers jacking up their prices. Uh, That's not the case at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford has always done business with integrity, and that means a fair, honest, upfront price every single time, no matter what. It's how they've been doing business since 1983, and it's how they'll do business into eternity, because that's what Two Rivers Ford does. It's a great community, and a great car buying experience when you go visit them in Mount Juliet and they'll provide you with the non-commissioned sales staff that will put zero pressure on you throughout the search for your next vehicle. There's a reason Two Rivers Ford is one of the most trusted names in Tennessee. Two Rivers Ford, love where you buy your Ford. But let's talk about this Colts-Titans game. Coach Dave McGinnis of, of Titans Radio here with us. It's a much different Indianapolis team at this point in the season than when they came to Nashville and went down 0-3. Now, the Titans look a lot different, too, now that they've started to get some of their skill position players back. But what stands out to you about Carson Wentz in this offense right now? Well, I mean, he's healthy, first of all. Right. And, 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 and his legs and his mobility, Buck, are part of his game. I mean, that, that, that's a big part of his game. And he didn't have that first time we played him let's just be honest he did not he did not have that and here's here's the other thing that's important to know the marriage between Carson Wentz and Frank Reich is a real thing because they both understand each other Frank Reich understands the real strengths and weaknesses down to the some nuances with this quarterback so now he's he's healthy that and and, and to the point of Carson Wentz when he is healthy he is he's hard to defend because he's a big, strong athlete and yeah. a big, strong runner. And now the other thing that's happening, too, and I think it's a, a lot of the way that Frank is calling the game, the other thing that he's doing now is he's he's making good decisions with the ball. 11 touchdowns, one interception. He's not turning it over. Uh, and let's go the other side of it. De- uh, defensively, they are getting – they're 
getting takeaways mm-hmm. in, a, in bunches. And so, but Carson Wentz, uh, when he is healthy, he's somebody you have to deal with. And we are going to get, the Titans are going to get, Buck, the best Carson Wentz that there has been this season Yeah, up, up in Indy on Sunday. I believe that. You know that. The Titans also know that. That's what they're preparing for because this is everything, this game up there for the Colts this week. I couldn't be more excited to watch this and given the implications in the AFC South and the fact that this series between these two teams is done before November 1st, this is as important game as the Titans will have all season. But Carson Wentz's efficiency, Mac, it looks like, and that offense is so much predicated off what they're able to do on the ground. Jonathan Taylor has been exceptional this season. And now that the offensive line in front of him is starting to get healthy, they got Quentin Nelson back last week. It seems to have made all the difference in the world. What kind of stands out about him as a player? Well, Quentin Nelson is one of the best guards in the league. If the not, monster. If not the best. <laughs> if not the best. And he, and, he, and he was coming out of the draft. I mean, it was no secret to anybody when you watch this kid play. You know, I mean, anyway, that's a big plus for them. And I like the fact that, that that you bring up the running game because that is their strength. Right. That is their strength. And, and, and people seem to, to neglect that sometimes, you know, it surprised me a little bit the last time we played him that he, that they only handed it to him 10 times because they had an Im- immobile quarterback. Surprised and, Colts media too. I saw a lot of columns written about that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not a columnist, but I'm, you know, <laughs> when I'm up there looking and knowing, knowing the, the, the state of the mo- of the non-mobility of their quarterback, that surprised me because Jonathan Taylor, first of all, between the tackles is, is a beast. Yeah. He is a beast. And, and, and I mean, he's been that way since Wisconsin and plus he can hit the home run. And then you pair him with Naheem Hines, who has, who is just a killer, you know, when he gets the ball in his hand and he gets the ball in his hands in a lot of ways, they've jet sweep him. They, they screen him. You know, they, they can line him up in an empty set, either on the two man side, the three man side, he can run any part of the route tree. So they've got a running game and they've got an offensive line. And plus here's the, here's the thing too, Buck, your running game is only as efficient as your play caller is willing to call it. Right. And Frank Reich is willing to call it. So the Titans defense is going to have to knuckle up to play a, a really strong and varied run game this week. And they've done so throughout the course of these last two games, certainly. And really since the Jets game, Mac, it seems like this unit kind of understands what it needed to correct coming off of that game with the explosive plays and things of that nature. Uh, they, they're they not bringing additional pressure. They haven't needed to. They've been able to efficiently get after the quarterback with four and occasionally those zone exchange pressures that they like to use with guys like Elijah Molden. This Titans defense has been one of the biggest reasons that they've been able to come through this tough stretch. And now Harold Landry on the injury report with a hamstring. We don't know what his status is going to be just yet at this point but what I mean what they've been able to do defensively how impressive has that been to you or has this been who they've been capable of being the entire time well I mean the last two weeks have been a different challenge defensively sure it really has been than this week is going to be this week is a different challenge for your defense for this reason neither one of the the other two opponents they're good teams but they don't dedicate a lot to a physical run game right this football team does, and so that necessitates you doing some different things. I mean, you not only got to be gap conscious, you've got to you've got to be you've got to be gap and knock back strong, and you've got to be able to do that. You know, they have been able to to cover with seven and been able to rush with four and stop the run with the last two weeks. You know, basically with seven in the box, or as you talk with those zone pressures, they've been able to do that. Well, this group up here is probably going to necessitate a little bit more against the run just because Indy will will commit to the run 
just like the Titans commit to the run, even if people load up to stop it, they still commit to it. So this is a different challenge. To me, this is a more physical challenge, run game-wise, than the last two weeks have been. It'll be interesting to see. We've seen such high-level play from certainly David Long the last couple of weeks, and uh, his game against Kansas City, I thought it was one of his best. Um, and not just him individually, but I thought Dane Crookshank played a fantastic game. I thought Greg Maben coming off of basically the bench in Arizona, Arizona's practice squad. Um, I, I thought that the game plan so well suited the personnel that they have the last couple of weeks, because as you mentioned, this is going to be a different kind of game. How important is it going to be for them to for them to be able to be sound in their gap assignments and not give up those explosive well, plays. It's huge. It's going to be huge. And again, as I say, it's a different challenge. Yeah. It's a and every week is. I mean, every week, you know, you've got your base that you work from, Buck. But defensively, every week, it, it, you've got to be game specific with what goes on because nobody ever does the same thing. And, and the opponents that you play, and plus, it evolves during the season. And so this is going to be huge. You mentioned those guys coming in. I mean, they did a they did a tremendous job. And kudos to them. And kudos to the assistant coaches because when somebody new like that comes in i've experienced it in my coaching career in this league the assistant coaches have to spend night and day with those guys because you're not only getting them up to speed with what your scheme is you're getting them up to speed with what a game plan is and then having to play all the snaps that they had to play it, it was it was commendable it really was but this week this week and i keep going back to it because I keep when I keep grinding the tape and looking at it and just knowing knowing their mindset up there and knowing that they've got their people back healthy now, especially across the offensive front and and both backs healthy and a quarterback now. See if they can run the ball, well then all of a sudden this half boot and this full boot game become a real problem because Carson Wentz now can move. There were instances when we played him the first time on the on the twenty sixth of September that he had open areas and he wouldn't run. Right, he wouldn't run. He was going to run this time, Buck. Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio. Being dragged currently, David, across the internet because we had a Colts uh, radio analyst on to start the show. We're talking about the game, and he doesn't call Derrick Henry Derrick Henry. He just calls him the Steel Horse, and I thought that was a funny nickname. So I put it out on Twitter, David, that which is the better nickname, King Henry or Steel Horse? And Titans fans are legitimately pissed off at me. Well, I mean, Steel Horse is is a solid name. I mean, I don't um, think it sucks. It doesn't suck, yeah, for sure. But but I mean, come on, he's it's King Henry. Like you, that that's who he is. That's there. That's the end of the discussion. It just it's King Henry <laughs> until the end of time. It's you know, I mean, you can you can. There's tons of nicknames people can probably come up with for him, but like King Henry, that's that's the. That's what he's going to be known as. Is is that your favorite one? Because he's got El Tractorcito. He's got King Henry. I mean, he is he is one of the most unstoppable. You guys as a unit are one of the most unstoppable forces when it comes to what you guys have been able to do on the ground this year. Is King Henry your favorite of the nicknames? King Henry is what I'm is what I'm riding with. But like those other nicknames, kind of just make it uh make it more fun. We definitely welcome welcome new awesome nicknames. But <laughs> King Henry is. Uh, King Henry is the is the champ, I, I'd say. All right, so I I don't want to ask you to get reflective because I know you guys are in the middle of it right now, and you got a you got an incredibly important divisional game coming up on oh, yeah. Sunday. But I mean, you were you were a part of this. You've been a part of this group for a while now. You've seen the things that Derek has done. You've been a part of the things that Derek has done. I, does it surprise you guys the way that it's shocking to us that he's still doing it at this level to start the season? It's crazy to me, Dave. <clears throat> 
I mean, you know, we see the way he works. We see the focus that he brings, you know. We see who he is, you know, the body he's been blessed with. And, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd say no, man. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's kind of what we uh, what we expect he brings, and he's he's one of the most competitive guys I've ever played with, and he, and he's hungry, and he shows up with that freaking ambition every day, and uh, it's a lot of fun to to block for him. You know, it's, it's an absolute honor, and you know sometimes I just sit back and I'm like, man, getting to block for Derrick Henry, like one of the greatest running backs ever in his prime. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's it, it it's cool to. Uh, to uh, you know, take a step back and and, and and think about that. I had one of those moments last year, and maybe it's because there were there weren't people or a lot of people allowed to watch in the stands last year because of what we were all going through with COVID nineteen. Yeah. I I just had one of these moments where I'm like, it is such a it is such a sports tragedy that more people aren't here to witness what you guys are doing and what Derek is doing on a game in game out basis and now to see that kind of brought back to life i mean i know you felt that on monday night football yeah yeah i i, I couldn't agree more you know it's it's it, it's poetry in motion when he starts when he starts rolling and uh you know it's it's it, it's it's a lot of fun to to be a part of and um you know the the football fans that can appreciate an old school mentality go out there and 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 run the ball smash mouth football that's I think more people are starting to be like, "Wow, that's 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 some that's some good football there that they're that they're playing." It's uh, it's incredibly exciting to watch, and it's been a lot of fun to cover you guys over the course of uh, of this stretch that you and Der- you guys have, and Derek have been on. David Questenberry, Titans right tackle. So what's what's kind of what's kind of settled in for you all as a unit, David? Because I mean, we we talk about uh, pass protection and. And the fact that Ryan was getting knocked around pretty early on in the season, and so far it's been such a buttoned-up operation. Is there anything that's that's discernibly changed, or are we are we just not looking at individual sacks as as specific circumstances the way that we need to be? Are we blowing that out of proportion? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if anything's like changed. I mean, we definitely like, hey, we we we, we can't be letting our we can't be letting Ryan get hit that much, sacked that much, hit that much. All, all that. that's that was a, a big emphasis on us. But more than anything, I think we have a group that comes in and really just tries to, you know, grow as a unit. You know, everybody get on the same page every day and 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 work together. You know, training camp was where there's a lot of injuries, guys kind of kind of bouncing around. So I think the more and more we we get to work together and and get these reps and get these game reps and get get everybody kind of kind of flowing into rhythm and. Uh, that that does nothing but help, but nothing but helps us uh, go out there and execute on game days. And and it's not been easy for you guys to be able to have that kind of consistency with all the way that the injury bug has kind of been across the board for this particular team. Uh, for from the standpoint of of Indianapolis, David, and I'm sure you've talked about this. I don't get I don't get to hang out as pract- at practice as much as I uh, as much as I used to, guys. I got the radio show now in the middle of the day. But um, I, I've, so I'm sure you've been asked about this Colts defensive front, and now you have one of their guys that used to play for them on your own defensive line in Danico Autry. How much different do they look from a year ago, where you guys went into their house last season and really pushed them around? Um, yeah, they definitely have some new new uh, new faces over there playing for them. But you know that's a that's a good defensive unit right there. They play hard. They 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 get a lot of turnovers. You know, it's a team that is is well well coached, a team that we really respect, and 
You know, it's it's playing indie is always always a uh, you know a tough a tough game. It's it's you know they're uh, they they got a good team, and so it's going to be a big test for us to go up there and uh, be able to execute execute our game plan and 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 and, and get one up there. With, with Leonard specifically, he presents problems to offenses, you know, across the board, and, and he's been particularly active when it comes to creating turnovers. How how, how difficult is he to, to kind of get a hat on hat when it comes to a second-level defender, and, and how much do you have to be aware of where he's lining up at any given point? Yeah, he's, he's a fantastic player, great instincts. You know, he's been, he's been forcing turnovers all year with that, you know, that, that hammer, that punch, punch the ball out, and... You know that's a big task for us to to make sure that we uh we we get a hat on him and and don't don't let him get any cheap ones don't let him get any uh any free shots on our ball carriers and so that that's been you know not 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 really a you know a huge thing but like a huge uh, uh key question you know what I mean it's just a key yeah, yeah of course to get to get a hat on him and uh and and make sure that we can. We can run the ball because he's a he's a tackling machine. He can get turnovers. He's he's a talented player. So it's always a big task to go against a a guy of that caliber. Now he he tried that in week three against Derrick Henry, and Derrick put a shoulder into him. What what was the reaction when you guys watched that back on film? <laughs> uh, you know, he, he went for it, but you don't got to be modest, David. Come on, hey, hey, we he all went for it. Yeah, he, we're like, oh hey. my god. Yeah, he, he he went for that. I, I bet he if he could go back, he wouldn't he wouldn't try that again. But that was, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes it's a swing and a miss. But uh, you know, that's definitely something that we're trying to, uh, you know, avoid get, getting any 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 giving many free punches on our guys. David Questenberry, Titans right tackle. It, it is going to be a fascinating game because I I've been I've been so surprised by Indianapolis and particularly by Carson Wentz, uh, Coach yeah. Venturi, because. We were going through, you know, kind of just kind of catching up on on some of the film, and I do a weekly uh, a weekly film breakdown podcast with Greg Cosell of NFL Films, and Greg was kind of pointing some things out to me, and the fact that his his only interception on the season was that weird shovel pass uh, pick that he yeah. threw against the Los Angeles Rams. Just, I mean, are you surprised even watching how much more efficient he's been? Well, I will say yes and no on that. You know, I was asked before they made the deal to, you know, just to give my set of eyes on it. And then after we made the deal, I made a seven-play video, um, you know, not necessarily to sell it, but just to show them what I saw in him. And I got a 10-play filter out of last year. I didn't even go back to 217. And I got a 10-play filter that showed everything athletically that he could do. Now, my only concern was, and I've seen this happen so many times, was, was he broken after the Philadelphia situation? Was he broken? There was never a doubt in my mind. This kid wasn't the number two pick in the draft for nothing. This is a superior, talented guy with a humongously high wonder look. There isn't anything lacking, okay? And then I, I kind of said, okay, the reunion with Reich when he played good, Frank knows how to handle a quarterback. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, and, and I'm going to be fine with this. So, you know, I expected that we would get some type of play, you know, somewhere between 217 and 219 that would be that would be damn good. Um, what we're seeing right now, Buck, is we're seeing the 217 Wentz. We're seeing the guy who, before he got hurt, was the uh, in the conversation for MVP in the league. Uh, he did lead the league in, in 2017 
with the best QBR in the league. And I don't know. That's one of the big key statistics that I do care about. And I don't know if you know Sunday. He came out of there with an 82 QBR. I mean, you know, 79 wins it. I mean, Rodgers won it last year with 79. And I said it this way. He has been for us like kind of reading a really good book. And when you turn every chapter, there's something new. Like last week, Frank used him on the designer runs, the zone reads, scored a touchdown on it, third and one. You know, he's a mad bomber, He and, he, and we have lost that since luck. We went two years without trying to pierce the defense. So, you know, and he's doing all that. So, no, you're exactly right, and you're seeing a much different guy. What you saw in week three was the courageous guy that probably shouldn't have even been on the field. I mean, really and truly, what he went through that day to play. And Tennessee took advantage like they should have. I mean, the minute Tennessee got an advantage situation second and long, uh, they brought half of Nashville. I mean, honest to God, they brought everybody in the, and his brother, and that was the thing to do because he couldn't get out of trouble. But you're seeing a, you're going to see a different guy Sunday here. I I think I, I that's such a that's such a a great uh, callback, Coach, because now in these last two games with the Titans having uh, come come down to a close one here on Monday Night Football against the Buffalo Bills, and then kind of I mean just basically wiping the floor with the Chiefs uh, at Nissan <laughs> Stadium on Sunday, which is as shocking a result as I've ever seen in, in five <laughs> years covering the NFL. They they aren't really bringing additional pressure. They've been able to generate it with four, and they've got had a lot of success. Obviously, Harold Landry's been a high-level player, but now he's actually got some help to allow him just that extra fraction of a second to get to the quarterback. How, how much have you seen Tennessee's defense kind of develop while watching them on film after, you know, struggling at the start of the season, certainly with explosive plays. The pressure, it seems, is there. Well, even when they were struggling, Buck, I, I always thought that when they would get in at what I call advantage situations, when they would get in second and long, and particularly third and long, <clears throat> when they could get their NAS, I call it NASCAR package, you know, where you have Dupree and Landry on the edges, where you have Simmons and one of my all-time favorites that I can't believe we left out of here, Autry inside, and then they give you different looks with it. Uh, they can swing Landry around. I call him the spinner. He'll stand up and move around. They blitz with it. Uh, I think Long has really added to their team speed. But when they got in that package, even when they were struggling, that's when they played their best. Now, what happened Sunday was by jumping on Kansas City and jumping on them fast and just kind of blowing them out in the first 10 minutes, what that allowed is Tennessee to play to their best ratio. They could now play as if every down was third down the rest of the way. So I think what we saw was by far their best performance, but I think they were also assisted by situation because it allowed them to get their best guys on the field. But when you look at it, you know, Dupree has, what, 35 or 39 sacks in his career. Autry has 35. Uh, Landry's now sitting there at seven and a half, and he's always given the Colts trouble. And then Simmons is the investment pick, and, you know, he he certainly can do it at times. So, you know, you've got four, and I think Dupree's coming. He got his first sack for you Sunday. You know, you've got you've got four guys that can get after it. You know, and the biggest thing the Colts have to do when you look at it the other way is they've got to keep them off balance on first down and not let them get into those ratios. Uh, Coach Rick Venture. 
All right, before I ship off to Indianapolis, I'm going to tell you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. The NBA is back. And at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA, the key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just five bucks on any NBA team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So why not make your roster? Well, whatever you want to make it. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to find out more about all of their great offers. Use promo code A2ZSports. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win. With promo code A2ZSports this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee to bet. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, before we wrap things up, um, a few notes from the end of practice today. We know who has been ruled out at this point for the Tennessee Titans. They will be without Julio Jones, of course, in Indianapolis. And uh, as one of these, Darrington Evans uh, has been ruled out as well. He's been placed on injury reserve. He's dealing with a knee injury. And because it's his second stint on IR, that means Darrington Evans' season is outright done. Now, Kari Blossengame did not practice all week with a knee injury. He has been ruled out. As well, but I want to spend just a, a few minutes on on this Darrington Evans situation because um, this is I don't want to say catastrophic because he hasn't really mattered for them, and I don't say that to be dismissive, but that's just the nature of what the Darrington Evans experience in Tennessee has been. Now, I mean, you're lucky that you have Jeremy McNichols because the absence of this third round pick. And his lack of impact for this roster uh, has been substantial. But I guess the best thing that you could say is that you haven't really missed or you haven't really noticed what you're missing because there's nothing to miss. He doesn't give you anything. Through two seasons since he came to the Titans as a third-round pick, 2020, five games, 14 carries, 54 yards. Negligible. 2021, he played in one game, had two carries for seven yards. And that came in this last game against the Kansas City Chiefs. So um, the Darrington Evans experience, I don't know how much longer it lasts in Tennessee. I don't think they're terribly thrilled with him. And I don't just say that based off Mike Vrabel's comments on Fridays, where Friday where he's saying, yeah, uh, what have I seen from Darrington Evans? Uh, that's the question that's posed to him. And he just simply says, not enough, not enough. And so... Um, there's just no opportunity for him to show anything, apparently, because he stays on the injury report. And at this point, his 2021 will uh, end just like uh, like dust in the wind at this point. There's nothing really to make of it, and there's nothing really to say. And I guess the best thing to say is that you haven't really noticed that he's not out there. Um, so unfortunate for Darrington, and we wish him a speedy recovery. I hope it doesn't sound like I'm piling on. I just want to kind of be realistic about the situation but we'll travel to indianapolis we'll do the primetime show from there sunday night enjoy the football uh and enjoy a saturday off without the tennessee vols i don't know if that means you're going to spend more time with your family if you're going to you know watch other college football games if you're going to go out and choose to live your life and and enjoy yourself in the absence of uh of what could potentially be or what often is a heartbreaking experience less so this year 
with the University of Tennessee. Whatever you're doing, have fun doing it. We'll talk to you next Friday. In the meantime, stay safe, stay clean, and as always, stay hot. This has been the award-winning 615 Sessions podcast powered by our friends at Two Rivers Ford and brought to you as always by A to Z Sports and a to Z Sports Nashville.com.